Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Damn Jam the podcast. Woo, y'all. Woo. (laughs) It's all I really can do when I sit down to record these episodes. It's a task of me leaning into my vulnerability. Um, It's a task in me being brutally honest, not just with y'all, but with myself and how I'm getting through and navigating. You know, there's this misconception that my life is great and easy. And I don't like that people think that like I didn't work for a fight for the way I live. Um, And I don't like to live this life as if like um, or at least portray a life as if I don't have struggles as if I don't have trials and tribulations, as if I don't have battles, because it's unrealistic, right? You know, everybody has their own struggles. You have struggles and battles meant for you and where you currently are to elevate you to that next level in life. That is a belief that I hold. Um, This month's episode is hella torn, right? We are multifaceted human beings and We are whole people and we live in multiple truths every day. Lately, I've been torn. You know, I've been trying to navigate grief. I've been trying to maintain my mental health. I've been trying to sit in, enjoy, and soak up all the love and pleasures that um, a new relationship is bringing and adding to my life. And I I truly don't know how to grieve anymore. I feel like I'm at this point where, you know, I'm black. I live in America and it's, it's a constant state of fighting and protecting and trying to strike back and so much hurt and pain. And with COVID, and I I actually haven't talked about this a lot, but in 2020, I lost several family members and close friends to the coronavirus. And it was difficult. It was hard. I was in a long distance relationship and... I wanted to share all this stuff with my now ex. I wanted to share with my best friends. I wanted to share with the friends that I worked with. But I was watching everybody try to figure this shit out at the same time. And I felt like there was no space for me to cry. No space for me to share my grief. And I went through some of the worst mental health I've ever had. And honestly, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it at all. But Lord behold, look at your girl. I'm here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We made it. But during 2020, with all the loss that I experienced... I didn't have anybody to share it with, or I felt like I didn't have people to share it with because I saw everybody else struggling to be pandemic okay, 
struggling to be pandemic happy. And I would prefer not to have my well-being in my state be hyphenated with a panoramic. But unfortunately, that's what it was. And I felt like I had no one to lean on. So a lot of things have changed. I shedded friends that I've lost. I've shedded lovers. I've shedded habits, (laughs) places. So much has changed. And when my grandmother, and this is a trigger warning because my grandmother has also transitioned. So I'm going to be talking about death and grief. So my grandmother had a stroke and me and my grandmother, as far as she knows, we had a great relationship. She didn't know how upset and angry I was with her. But I planned on going to see my grandmother while she was in the hospital. And the day that I was packing my bag and with my little brother, because he's here at the house too, Um, I get a text from one of my big sisters telling me that my grandma passed. And I'm just like, what? Are you sure? This isn't real. So I wait. I'm like, if I hear from my little sister, then it's going to be real. Because my little sister and my grandmother has this cute little relationship. Well, that's her girlfriend. And you know, they whoop, do whoop, whoop. My little sister calls me in tears. My girlfriend's gone. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. And I had to sit there and I didn't know what to say to her. I didn't know what to do. And so I just let her cry and listen, got off the phone, had to go and tell my younger brother, one of my younger brothers who's here at the house with me. And I shared with him that our grandmother passed and I looked at him. He said, you for real? And I was like, yeah, she's not here anymore. And then he come came to me later that day and he said, you see, I think something is wrong with me. And I'm looking at him confused, like, what are you talking about? And he says, I don't feel anything. I think something's wrong with me. And then I cried because I'm like, nothing is wrong with you, baby. You just need some therapy. You just need to talk. You need to explore your emotions and feelings. And it's sad when I look at my my younger brothers and I see that, like, no one told them it's okay to feel. They feel like as if they don't have friends or as if it's some sign of weakness or it's not manly, whatever the fuck that means, to talk to their friends. Now, I can't, you know, be throwing stones in a glass house because y'all just heard me tell y'all in 2020, I ain't even talked to my friends, right? The one thing I honed in on on 2020 was being houseless. <laughs> I talked to my friends about that. Um in a little bit of my mental health, but there there were about three, four of my friends who saw firsthand how terrible my mental health was. And I'm just so grateful for all of them for showing up for me the best way they knew how while they were trying to navigate this as well. Um, and, you know, I, I, I didn't do much talking. I wasn't really honest with myself and I definitely wasn't honest with the people that I was around. And so, you know, my grandma transitioned and, you know, she's always like, I'm so proud of you, grandbaby. Happy birthday to my grandbaby, you know, saying all these sweet things to me. And I was upset because of things that I was told was happening between my grandmother and my mother. Um, And I never told her that. I never told her that. 
And I'm honestly glad that I never told her that. I'm glad that my grandmother passed and she knew that I loved her. You know, the last time I seen her, I think it was a Thanksgiving or maybe a Christmas. My cousin Shannon and her husband were at her house and they were celebrating together. Um, so, you know, I'm torn because a part of me feels like I wish I would have been able to get over this shit and tell my grandmother I love her one last time before she passed away. And I didn't. And I feel guilt for that. I feel shame for that. And my family dynamics are already so complicated. It's painfully beautiful. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, for the sake of us being family, let's put everything behind us. But no, not even a but. And hurt and harm is real. Hurt and harm is real. And when you choose to still engage with your family, what you're saying is, I forgive you and I'm not about to be in this jail and prison with you. And I haven't forgotten. But if you and if you have not truly forgiven your family members for the hurt and harm that you've experienced and you still stay and engage with them, that's good for no one. And so I've been navigating some really awkward in, in, in weird family dynamics. And um, I've been trying to grieve my grandmother. And what does it look like to honor her? You know, she's now an ancestor that I have. Um, oh, God, I'm getting teary-eyed. <laughs> so how can I honor my grandmother and her life, her legacy? You know, she had seven children. All of them except for one have children. Um, I realized at my grandmother's funeral that I also have a big family. But while I'm navigating all of this uncertainty, uncomfortability, awkwardness, painfulness, I'm experiencing joy in my work. You know, I love what I do. I'm experiencing joy and great, beautiful friendship um, with my girlfriend. You know, and it's like, can I be happy and sad at the same time? And I'm telling myself, actually, yes, you can. It's just like when the pandemic happened and the world was burning and no one knew what to do and people were dying and getting sick left to right. I mean, it's not really like that has changed in the U.S., but um, yeah, multiple things can be true at once. I can be happy and sad. I can be depressed and excited all at the same time because we are complex beings and and I'm torn about it. And I, I wanted to share this with y'all because no matter what it is that you're going through in life, you can always experience that joy, right? If you're about to be invicted, you can still be happy and dance with your friends and go for a drink. Fuck what anybody got to say. You know what I'm saying? It's not your fucking fault. There are so many traps out here that's trying to set us up to fail. So enjoy all the pleasures. Enjoy all the things that bring you happiness. Enjoy all the things that make you feel joy. And I say that and I say also, feel all the feels. If you're sad, be fucking sad. Write about it. Cry about it. Dance about it. Read about it. Do whatever the hell it is you need to do to feel and express yourself 
and get it outside of your body. What I've learned through the practice of somatics is that, especially as a black woman, as black people, we hold all of this stuff in our body. It's a literary, a literal physical reaction. And so I've been practicing journaling more and being very rigorous and militant about it. I've been practicing saying how I feel. And this has been happening over the course of the last few years. And you never, you know, oh, I achieved it. It's done. It's an everyday practice. It's a lifestyle. It's a choice. And I lean into it and I've been leaning into it more and more and more as I try to navigate this grief and what comes with the grief of losing my grandmother um, and how I'm navigating the joy and wonders of work. And yeah. And I'll say this to everybody that's been reaching out to me. I see y'all. I appreciate it. And I want to encourage you to continue to reach out to me. I need it. It's actually helping and it's amazing. Um, And that's this episode, y'all. Hella torn.